did you rip one? No, it's fucking you, Fred. No. Yes, yes, no, no. yes. I smell your, nothing. Your shit ass stag is nothing. coming over here and raping my taste buds. <laughs> it's a sweet game. I mean, if you if you've never played Magic the Gathering, I mean, you're probably uh, more successful with the ladies than I. But. <laughs> but I loved that game. And then it went from an onion to a stick of butter. He literally was chewing on a stick of butter. And then, like, we saw the first, like, reveal trailer for The Last of Us. Fucking <laughs> blew my mind pieces. There's really no way for me to explain this game to you and have it sound as good as it actually is. P.S. This is awesome. All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 165, and this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. Before we get on with the show, I'd like to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash P.S. This is Awesome. Visit us on Twitter at P.S. This is Awesome, and all of our Podcast stuff is over at Tumblr if you just search us on there. But if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. As always, you can write the show at awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share this show with your friends and be sure to leave your comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. For today's show, Jake and I will be discussing our top five most played PlayStation games. According to our profile in the PS5 menu, we'll be going over some game news today and shooting the breeze about some games we're currently playing around with. Jake, how are you doing today? Good. Good. It's uh, always kind of, you know, I always think that I prefer to do the podcast in the evening, which a lot of times that's true because it's nice to kind of sit down after a long day and maybe have a adult beverage and talk about video games or whatever. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like there's a different level of liveliness that I feel when we do them in the morning. Fair enough. Yeah. The, and, the day hasn't you know, beaten you down yet. Well, and I don't even know if it's necessarily that, I guess it is kind of that, you know, you're tired and everything. And over the years I've kind of transformed into a morning person as opposed to a night person. So, you know, I sit here with my, coffee and do the podcast yeah yeah what am i i'm drinking some water uh so yeah very good yeah so for those who didn't realize yet or didn't pick up on what we're doing we are doing the podcast as a video podcast on our youtube channel so make sure you subscribe over there youtube.com slash ps this is awesome i did uh kind of take a couple short clips from our last podcast and put them up as pstia clips and I think I'm going to continue to do that on the channel so you can get bite-sized little snippets from our podcast, every podcast. But I'm also doing some reaction videos again to some trailers that have been coming out and uh, that kind of thing. And I put something up about Spider-Man Miles Morales. So there's that. you got a funny look on your face, Jake. I can see it. What are you, what are you thinking about? <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm just uh, – something just popped up on my computer Good stuff. Good stuff. No, nothing related to the podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Fair enough. Hey, what what are you playing right now? I know you got Phoenix Phoenix uh, Immortals Rising. You said you really enjoyed that. Are you still doing that? Yeah, I'm still playing Immortals. Uh, not, nothing has really changed. Playing a little bit of uh, Sackboy still. Um, Immortals. Oh my god, dude, it's so good. I. I I bought it because it looked like something I was interested in playing. Yeah. And since I got it, 
I don't know if it's just right place, right time or, or what, but I am enjoying it so much. And I Good. personally don't understand why it only has a Metacritic score of like 75. Cause it, to me, it would be, you know, like an eight and a half or a nine. If I was, if I was judging it myself now, it could be that just it's, it's resonating with me really well. Right. Um, and I'm far from like a, someone who's going to sit here and pick, you know, whether or not this game is perfectly designed and all that kind of stuff. Like all I know is that what it is right now is resonating with me. Now there is a, some stuff that like, I don't like that they're putting in these games. It's a Ubisoft game. So it's still got all this shit that I wish they'd stop putting in these single player games. Like, Oh, you know, fucking do these daily challenges mm. to, you know, get this money or you can buy this money online with real money and use it in game to get shit. And like, right. There's no like loot boxes or anything like that. There are just these optional challenges that you can do if you want to get the, it's called electrum that you can use to like buy things. Oh yeah. You don't have to do it at all. There's, there's no, it's not like a, it's not like a pay-to-win kind of thing or anything like that. You can still level up your character really easily. Now, for all I know, I mean, I could go spend $5, buy some of this shit, and then be able to just beat the game tomorrow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 But I have no idea. But I am really enjoying it. I was actually going to... When you texted me on Friday, I think it was, and said that you were about done with uh, Cyberpunk, I was going to say that uh, I don't know if this is your type of game, but... When I got it, it was on sale for like $40 right. during the holiday sale. But I, I think they pulled it from the holiday sale because I looked on there and I didn't see it anymore. So, huh. but uh, it's really fun. Anyway, I, I don't have to talk about it too much more, but I've been having a lot of fun with it. I'm like 20 hours into it, I think now. Wow. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. It's a long yeah. time. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of gaming in. Um, yeah, I, I did beat, I beat the story mission for Cyberpunk 2077 actually yesterday last evening and i'm not even quite sure what happened if that makes sense like i i don't know i i'm definitely going to revisit this game when the ps5 version comes out i I think i'm just going to set it down for now probably start a new character when the ps5 version comes out i'm glad that i played it i got through it i enjoyed the ending but it's like one of those things where it's like it's so sci-fi and so different that like at the end, it's almost ambiguous with what happened. You know what I mean? My ending, at least. I think there are different endings, but my ending was a little strange. <clears throat> uh, did you see that CD Projekt put out like a roadmap and they're talking about it yeah. was like it was super ambiguous. It was just a fucking line with some markers. No on months. It. There was on no, it. no months or dates or anything. It was just dashes. And they it looks like they're going to be releasing the next gen version. We call it, it's the current gen now, but the PS five Xbox series X versions looks like in the fall yeah. is what I gathered from That's that their kind plan. of graphic. It looks like it's their um, plan. Now, hopefully that means that by the time it comes out in November, or October, or whenever they decide to release it, that it's fucking rock solid 
Cause that's when I want to play it is when it's, when they've fixed everything, assuming that they don't go out of business because of all these class action lawsuits, but, uh, they won't. I mean, it's, it's, they've got so much money, yeah, but, uh, it is concerning, but yeah, but they, yeah, there, there's some pretty wild lawsuits being le- le- leveraged against them right now, just because of the, you know, the way that they handled the rollout and there's a lot of valid points and everything, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, We've talked about that before too. Yeah, but, uh, I, yeah. I, I'm excited to play it. I, I hope that. Um, so, did you, is there still a lot of side content you haven't oh, played though? Right? Yeah, there's there's a lot. Yeah, I have I have I checked because we're doing our hours for the games. How many, how much time we put in for these games? I have 84 hours in Cyberpunk already, and I have a ton of side content still. So I've played the game quite a bit, but. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but at the end, my character was just so l- over leveled that like no one was a challenge, and like I could just really just do whatever I wanted to do. So that was fun. Well, I think that they talked whenever they were launching the game. Didn't they talk about uh, that they were trying to make the story like a thirty-hour kind of thing mm-hmm. that you could just run through? Yeah. So if you're at eighty some hours and you just I beat the a game, ton of side then you. Content. That you probably did all this side shit that just like totally buffed your character. Yeah. So when you did the campaign, it just was a breeze, it which was. is fine. I actually prefer to play that way. Mm-hmm. But because um, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I enjoy a challenge from time to time in a game when it's something that I know I can easily figure out. But like The Witcher Three was another example of like uh, when I jumped back into that game after months and months, probably a year of not playing it, maybe even more, actually it might've been a couple years to do the DLC stuff. Um, blood and wine was the first one, I think. Yeah. And, uh, the first thing you do is you have to fight that fucking frog king thing. So hard. So hard. And I like, I had it on normal and I couldn't fucking beat him. Like the combat is so difficult in that game. Yeah. And I was just like, you, you have- know what? Yeah, I was just gonna say, just I was just like, you know what? I just want to like play the game, be back in the world, enjoy the story, enjoy the scenery, and I was like, I'm gonna put it on easy and just and you know, and there's still some some instances where where combat can be challenging, mm. even even on easy. Now, don't get me wrong, if I'd been willing to sit there and like keep playing the game and get good at the combat again, you know, I I just I don't have. It's the same reason why I lose patience quickly with games like Bloodborne and uh, like the the Souls games and everything and Neo and all that kind of stuff. It's just that like the combat is not that bad once you get the rhythm down, learn the enemies, learn how to kind of make sure you're doing everything right. You're really kind of tactical with the way that you approach it. But like as much as I enjoy that type of combat, sometimes I just want to fucking kill bad guys and move along. And, yeah. you know, so when a game is just overwhelmingly tactical with the combat, which I wouldn't say the Witcher is overwhelmingly tactical. I would say that it's tactical, but it's forgiving. But that one battle in particular, I was just like, I, I got to just, it, it's so hard. I, it, it was so hard for, for not playing it for a couple years. Yeah. I, I remember, I remember that battle, and I, re- I remember having been away from the game for quite a while, and then having to go back into the game, and that caused even more trouble. Like if you if you take some time away from a game, then you got to relearn the controls, relearn what the potions do, figure out what your best, you know, what equipment you want to take in or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. Um, well, let's just get into the news, end because I haven't been playing anything else. Just I beat twenty seventy seven yesterday, and I'm gonna move on. I mean, we still have a little bit of work to do with Destiny two, I think, or at least I do. I I did play some more of that Forsaken 
level and I did beat the the main guy the main guy Ald- Aldrin or whatever his name is. I went in and just did yeah. it. I just did it because I figured like there's so many more stuff. There's so much more stuff in there we can still do. And I was just like, eh, I don't know when Jake and I are going to play this again. So I'm just going to go in and play. Well, with I it. mean, that's fine. Uh, to, be, uh, to be honest with you, I, I really yeah. haven't had much of a desire to play it. Yeah. I mean, I forced myself to, to log in last night. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what was going on. I was watching a hockey game or something. It was like an intermission and I was like, oh, I want something to do for the next 20 minutes or whatever. So I just logged into destiny and just picked up a couple of bounties from whatever the fuck Banshee, whatever the, the yeah. gun guy at, at the tower. Um, because if you do like six or eight weekly bounties, you get like a, an item from him and stuff. So I was just like, fuck it. I'll, just try, I'll do something simple, like run around and get a bunch of precision kills on whatever. Or, right. You know what I mean? And um, it's like going from something, going from playing something like Immortals and jumping back into Destiny it's like the fucking field of view seems really close and the guns seem huge in the screen. And like, cause immortals, everything is like out in front of you. Like yeah. it's, it's third person, but like kind of even scaled back a little bit more than like a last of us or something like that. And, uh, but I was getting back into it and, um, I'll tell you what, man, I'm still not entirely convinced that destiny two on PS five is running at 60 frames. <laughs> I mean, it because I'm playing because I played these games like uh, like Star Wars when I was playing that I had it in performance mode, right? And uh, Immortals, I'm playing it on performance mode, and both of those games seem smoother than Destiny. Hmm. So now that doesn't mean it could be that both of those games in performance mode are running at greater than 60 FPS, and then when I jump into Destiny, it's a flat 60. It seems slower right but i'm guessing that it's probably it's not 30 it's definitely not 30 but i'm guessing that it's maybe like 50 or something like that like it just it feels like it's not quite as responsive as these other games that i've been playing yeah that's i don't know part of that could just be the game itself i I have no idea digital foundry did a thing on on destiny 2 on the new consoles and it looked like it was a solid 60 but yeah it might just it might just be the way that the game feels to you too maybe maybe there's something about it i don't know but well like i like i said it could be that those other two games that i've played are they're greater than 60 frames Mm -hmm. when i'm playing them like maybe they're 120 i i don't know it's it's really hard to tell for me um but uh, I tell you what, man, when I play some of these games and I put them in quality mode and it goes back to 30 frames when you're playing it. Can't do it. <laughs> it, it, it literally feels, I mean, don't get me wrong. I could get used to it and I could keep playing it, but it feels like I've just been teleported back in time yeah. to like an, an era where I was playing laggy games on my computer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it, dude. Speaking of uh, games and, and new games coming out, uh, I'm I'm really in the mood for like a 2D game. And have you seen the trailer? It was on Push Square, their website. They had a trailer for this. Talked briefly about this game, but it's called Squadron 51. It's a two it's a 2D shooter. It's a shoot 'em up game, and you pilot a plane that looks all old school, like 1950s vintage black and white. And it looks grainy. The sound sounds like it's coming out of an old Victrola, and it's super stylistic. And dude, I love these kind of games, and it looks 
awesome. So I'm excited to look at this. I don't know when it's coming out, but just watch this. Like if you fast forward, you'll see like the gameplay trailer. There's like like a bit of an intro thing that they put on there, and then they do the uh, they show you gameplay. But that game looks awesome. I want to play a game like this again soon. It reminds me of those old like 1942 games, but like side scroller. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. It's a little bit bizarre because like, like I don't know how much you've know or like, uh, like I used to be really into airplanes yeah. and like military aircraft in particular. Like it was just a thing when I was a kid, I used to always <laughs> like go to the library and get books no and videos about like airplanes and stuff. And, uh, so like when I watch this, it's really jarring to see like a fucking P 51 Mustang, like duking up and down and dodging back and forth because it's not how planes fly. Right. right. But, uh, it looks super cool. Like I'm watching a trailer right now that stylistically, yeah. it looks really, really impressive. It looks like a fun game, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like these, these types of games are always really hit or miss with me. Like I, I, I really enjoyed Resogun, but it yeah. was a very canned experience you know like it was the same every time so you could like master it and really know what you're doing yeah. whereas this is more of like a like a beat-em-up like streets of rage but you're in a plane you know what i mean like flying across the screen so yeah. it's like you're trying to get to the end of the level um which is cool and i i'm definitely willing to try it but i'll be honest with you you're talking about uh 2d games um on the sale right now i don't know if you remember that game celeste that came out oh, yeah everyone is freaking just gaga over this game Going nuts i never about played it. it and it's on sale on the holiday sale for like six dollars oh really so i was thinking about yeah so i'm thinking about picking that up and trying it out um was it metroidvania or was it just like a straight 2d platformer i think it's just a straight 2d platformer you're just you're trying to get to the top of this mountain that sounds cool that actually sounds really cool yeah. Cool. Thanks for that. That's a good reference. I don't know if you saw, but Naughty Dog is hiring, and Neil Druckmann posted that they're currently working on something cool. So that's exciting. Naughty Dog's kind of been in the quiet. I, I, I'm thinking that like The Last of Us multiplayer is going to be maybe sold as a PS5 thing where you get The Last of Us Part 2 free with it or something. I, they're probably doing something because like they still haven't shown us the multiplayer for The Last of Us Part 2. It's probably going to be a standalone thing, but I would hope that if it's a PS5 version of it, that it also includes like an upgrade to The Last of Us Part 4, 3, 2. Part part two. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that would be cool if they had a PS5 version of The Last of Us Part Two, and then you get this, whatever the hell they're going to call it, factions or, yeah. or, or whatever. You but know? I think this is um, something different, though. They posted for something different. So it could be, to be completely honest with you, I hope that they're doing another thing outside of this brand new IP thing, right? Because, yeah, brand new IP, something completely different. Because, I mean, to be honest with you, they could easily do a Last of Us Part Three. Just the way that the second one ended, they could easily do a second or a third one. Yeah. Um, if we get that, fine. But maybe wait like a while and do something different in the meantime. Like I don't know, make a space game or something. What if they I, gave I us something like a that- bite-sized, like twenty-hour game? 15, well, I mean, most of their games are twenty hours. hours. It's just but the Last like of Us Part Two is fucking super long. You haven't beat, you haven't played Lost Legacy yet, have you? Yeah, I platinumed it. Oh, okay. So something like yeah. that, maybe. Like, I didn't like it. I'll be honest. You with didn't you. like I, it? No. I mean, it was the first playthrough was fine, mm-hmm. and it was Uncharted. Yeah, but 
I, I don't know if it's the characters or if it's the, I think it's, I think it's a combination. Uh, I, I, I like the characters in their kind of interaction, mm-hmm. but it's this like fucking hub world shit that you have to deal yeah, with. Yeah. I didn't like that whole area. Yeah. That like, it's like this big open world thing and you got to run around and find all these fucking coins and shit. Like it just, it, it's not, it wasn't uncharted. And that's why I didn't like gameplay wise. It wasn't uncharted. Yeah. That's why I didn't like it, but I did, I did play it, but I would appreciate something of that ilk, you know, where yeah. you could get, you could get theoretically, you could platinum the game in 30 or 40 hours, but like one playthrough might be 15 hours or something. So it's got like a decent narrative to it. Um, you know, but typically they save those little kind of shorter interstitials for, you know, relating to existing IP. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, because they did it with like Left Behind, The Last of Us Left Behind. They did it with uh, Lost Legacy. I guess those are the only two they did. I think but. a space game would be cool, though, like you said. Could you imagine like a yeah. really graphically enhanced, awesome, like third person space game story game? Like that would be awesome. Like, it would be pretty cool. I, I'm. I'm still kind of on the fence. I'm curious what they would do if what it would be like. I know now they're geared to make these high fidelity, like realistic third person experiences. Yeah. But I am kind of curious what would happen if they were to go back to like cartoony stuff, like a Jack or a, I'm not saying do a Jack or Dexter or do like a crash bandicoot, but like if they were to just dive back into this style, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Of maybe not necessarily a puzzle platformer or something, but if you even look at a game like Immortals, right? It's it's very it's a third person RPG. You light RPG, you run around and you do all this stuff and it's open world and everything. But the graphically, the presentation is very cartoony, it's very lighthearted, it's very bright colors, and it just in an era like 2020 and now 2021, apparently, um, it soothes the soul a little bit to play something like that. And, you know, like, the, I've, I, I don't really want to talk about this on the podcast, but like re- with recent events and everything like that, I've been having a lot of like stress about it. Right. And, uh, and being able to play something like Immortals where it's like lighthearted and there's all these really like kind of cheesy jokes and the colors are really pretty and it's very it's not really super realistic and it just like it helps kind of like de-escalate you yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh <laughs> and, but but it's like I don't want to fucking play The Last of Us Part Two yeah. like I want to play it you again. want some escapism right yeah yeah like I I do want to play The Last of Us Part Two again I really do want to go back through that story but I just don't know if I have the fortitude to play it right now yeah no that makes sense that makes sense um, so it'll likely be some realistic kind of thing yeah um hopefully this setting is something interesting I would even I think it would even be cool if they were to go like back in time and do like oh yeah maybe something in like the Victorian era oh, or like awesome. the industrial age or something well, if they did like a straight like, medieval kind of game though too like that'd be kind of interesting yeah I'd be fine with any I'm just really curious to see what they come I don't want to see a dinosaur that, game though no no I'm over dinosaurs no. But I, I think that no matter what, it's going to be this realistic experience just because that's their wheelhouse. And that's It'll the probably people be realistic. they have on staff. Yeah. So, and I don't think they're going to completely change gears for their next title. Although they might. I mean, look what Horizon 
did for Gorilla. So it's entirely possible. Who knows what they're doing? Well, we know they're not making an Indiana Jones game because I don't know if you saw, but Bethesda and Machine Games released a trailer. They're making an Indiana Jones game. So that's why would I mean why would they? They made Uncharted, which is better than Indiana Jones. So I I would say that it is better. Yeah, I would rather play an Uncharted game than an Indiana Jones game. But do you think that Indiana Jones game is going to come to PlayStation? Dude, it's so hard to know at this point. We won't really know until the first major release after. uh, I don't even know what's uh, coming out next. Oh, Death 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 Loop. Yeah, yeah. So that game is a PS5 exclusive for the first year or something like it's a timed exclusive, but we don't know what's going to happen after that. I mean, the first release that comes out after that, if, or it might even be that right after the deal closes this, this year, they come out and they say, look, don't worry. The next Skyrim or the next Elder Scrolls is going to be on PS5. Yeah. And the next Wolfenstein is going to be on PS5. Cause think, I mean, just, just between Doom and Wolfenstein and the Bethesda Game Studios stuff, like that, those those IP alone are a reason to just buy an Xbox Series X. Yeah. So it's possible that they won't they won't release them on PS5. But I think that they they're gonna have to do they're probably doing the math right now to see what would what would be better to release it on both consoles but because there's more PS5s we'll make a lot more money in software or only release it on Xbox Series X and hope that those IP do enough for us to sell consoles because the, their profit margin on consoles is pretty low compared to their profit margin on, on software the, on the software so i don't know i i think that probably I think that the coolest way to do it would be for them to be like, we're releasing all of our games on PS5. They're $70, $80. But if you have an Xbox Series X with Game Pass, it's free. And that would be probably enough of an incentive for people to buy. A They're going to make X. more money on the software if they put it out on multiple consoles. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah 100%. I agree. I think I think that it'll still – it'll probably be a uh, – delayed release or something you know it'll be uh yeah it could be like a year exclusive yeah right i don't know so there's a resident evil showcase scheduled for thursday according to capcom the showcase will feature new stuff from resident evil village including gameplay there's also a really tall woman which is shown in the announcement about the showcase this lady's like probably 12 foot tall (laughs) she has to crouch to go through doorways and stuff is, she, is this she's like dressed really old school, like like a big big dress and stuff? Some kind of is it, was this some kind of like f- game footage or something? Yeah, they were like, like, oh, tune in on Thursday, and they started flashing some stuff, and like they showed this lady who's like really really tall, like really. Old. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, I uh, I saw it because they're they're advertising for it on the PS5 mm-hmm. right now. Like it's got to be coming out soon. Five, it's it's well, they're talking about the showcase on the PS5. Oh, okay. So, like, when you log in, there's, like, the explore kind of menu or whatever that pops up, and that was the – that that has been active the last couple of days, or at least yesterday it was. So, I'm interested to look at it. I mean, it's one of those games, though, where it's, like – I've gotten to this point now where it's, like, once I see a certain amount about a game or I know about a certain game, it's, like – I don't really want to see a bunch of information about it because then if the game doesn't come out for 
two or three fucking years, then it's like, oh, wow. But uh, my guess is Resident Evil 8 will come out this year. Probably maybe the Halloween. They can really crank those games out. Like Capcom's like really cranking out Resident Evil games lately. And you know Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil 8 or whatever you want to call it is is going to it's not going to be bad. No, it's we'll going to be it's going to be good. Yeah, it'll be good. Uh may not be amazing, but it'll be good. Um there was an Immortal Phoenix Rising patch Jake that came out. We've been talking about this game. It mm. actually uh includes DLC support and haptic feedback. Have you tried this? Do you like it? Cuz I know you're like iffy about the haptics. So I was playing it a little bit this morning. <laughs> And I, I mean, I updated to the 2.0 patch, which is, I think it's the 2.0 patch, which is what they just released. Yeah, 2.0, yep. But uh, I don't know that I've really... Haven't noticed? Noticed a whole lot. I mean, there is some kind of stuff, like when you're climbing up the side of hills and stuff, you get like some jitters in the controller. But I can't honestly... It's so subtle, I can't remember if it was doing that before or not. Well, that's what you want, so, right? That's what you that's want. That's what I want. Yeah. yeah. So that's fine with me. And I, and there's, there's always been some kind of haptics in the triggers when you're like deal using the bow and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really have, it, it's kind of stupid to say because I've been playing a shitload of it, but I, I don't, haven't really noticed a vast difference in the way that the controller feels when I play it. Okay, fair I enough. Did see, I did see that the DLC support... I'm assuming the DLC isn't out yet. I, I honestly don't know what's up because they talk about how it's like DLC support, but is it including some amount of DLC or is it that you ha- now have to buy DLC? They just patch the game so it supports the DLC. That's what it sounds like. Like, I don't know. Because it, it does seem like. like there's... When you look at the game, there's an island and it's a map's split amongst a bunch of different kind of sections mm-hmm. and there is one section of the map that is not accounted for we'll call it by the way that the game plays so i'm guessing that that's going to be like their piece of dlc is just going to be it's going to unlock maybe this section of the map and add a god to that portion of the map that you can then go save or whatever right. the fuck you got to do so um but yeah, it's cool. I mean, I DLC is a weird thing. Like, unless it comes out right away, I'm not going to play it. That's yeah. really all there is to it. Like if this DLC comes out, you know, in a week, you know, I might pick it up to continue playing and complete the game, but I'm not going to do it if they release it in like five months. Fair enough. Did you see the Hogwarts legacy is getting delayed to 2022? I saw, I just saw a snippet that said it's not coming out this year. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, that I don't game, even know that it had a release date in 2021, but I think maybe they were yeah, shooting for I, it. They may have kind of insinuated that maybe it was coming out this year. Maybe they said like next year or something like that when they announced it. But like, I don't know. I, the game looks like it has a lot of potential. So I would rather them take their time and make like really knock it out of the park and don't pull this like cyberpunk shit where they like release a half baked game because it's got a lot of like, cause it's got fucking Harry Potter behind it. Right. And they want to just get it out. Like I'd rather them make a good game. That's something that they can build on that people really like. And, because I, I'm not even a huge Harry Potter fan. My wife is, but uh, I think it looks great. Like I really do want to play it when it comes out. So I would rather them 
wait until next year and have it just be a good game. Yeah, I agree. I think I think uh, game developers are learning their lessons, and uh, they if they have to push it out, they got to push it out. You know, hey, we can wait. We're spoiled already as it is, considering all the technology we have in our houses. So we can wait a little bit longer for a video game. Um, I did do a trailer reaction to the Little Nightmares Two trailer, which came out recently, and the Little Nightmares Two is going to have a demo available on the PSN, and that's kind of cool. I did you play? You never played the first one, did you? No, I never played the first Little Nightmares game. Yeah, Little Nightmares 2 is pretty cool, man. Or the first one, at least. And and I'm probably going to get the second one. I probably won't get it till like, fall time. So I like to play those games around Halloween, you know, those kind of creepy games. So I'll probably wait until October or whatever to get Little Nightmares 2. But there is a demo available on the PSN if anybody's interested in trying it out. PlayStation Blog is a video showcasing more of House Mark's upcoming third-person game, Returnal. The video shows more info on gameplay, and it looks pretty good, man. They're really pushing this game pretty hard. And one thing that I realized about it, like when when the combat's going on, it's it's pretty up close. Like the camera will zoom in, but when it pulls out, when you're just running around, like it, it like really pulls out. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it's not as close as like an Uncharted or, or a Last of Us or a Tomb Raider third-person game. Like it really seems to pull away from your main character to give you more view of the world, more field of, field of vision. So field of view, whatever you want to call it. But that's kind of interesting, and I think this game's going to do something special. The more I look at it, the more it seems interesting to me. This game looks awesome. It's it looks great. Eternal. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to play it. I I. Uh... I hope that it does well because I mean, Housemark's a good studio. They've, I wouldn't say the la- the last couple of games that they've released, I wouldn't say that they were bad, but they weren't, they didn't sell very well. I don't think. And, um, this game looks like it's a real top tier triple a game. And it looks like it's got that kind of Housemark style yeah. combat. I mean, it's a first person shooter, which they haven't done before, but it's got this like really f- frenetic, like, bullet hell almost mm-hmm. kind of thing where you're kind of, you know, dodging and all this stuff. So it does, it looks really good. And, you know, Resogun, the big thing when that came out on the PS4, cause it was a launch game is they're talking about, you know, the particle effects and all this shit that they're doing. Right. And it was like a hardware kind of showcase as well. And it looks like they might be doing something similar with Returnal, which is cool. I would I like love to see colors. a game like that. Yeah. Do you know, is this is this coming out on PS4 as well or just PS5? I think it's just PS5. Cool. I hope so. Because I want it to just, it looks like it's going to take advantage of the hardware, and I hope that's the yeah, case. Don't quote me on it, but I think it's just a PS5 game. So on top of that, Ghost of Tsushima looks like it is getting a sequel um it seems to be in order there's some job postings over a sucker punch that would point to that maybe being the case so that's not really a surprise there but just a little heads up on that i know we have some listeners who've recently dived into ghost of tsushima and really enjoyed it so you can expect a sequel probably being created very soon or at least being in the works it probably won't be out for a couple years maybe two years or so three years even but i would imagine they've already started working on it because i don't know what else sucker punch would be working on right now as soon as that game came out as soon as they finished up the online stuff and released that i would imagine that like they've already started working on ghost 2 assuming that's the end of the dlc for the first one i mean yeah if, if, if it might be and if that's the case then uh, yeah i mean everybody kind of knew this was coming i mean ghost of tsushima was such a, a smash hit for them and I, I tell you what i mean sony 
in the PS4 generation really kind of knocked it out of the park with some of their new IPs. I mean, yeah. the only one that was really kind of a dud is that I can remember is uh, as far as big games go was uh, the order 1886. Yeah. And it's not that the, it's not that the concept and that the visuals and that the story were bad. It's just that the game was bad. The game sucked. The whole idea of the order was awesome, but the game wasn't even a game. Well, let's get, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, so, I mean, I honestly think it would be even cool if they were to just make like the order 1887 or whatever, and just give it to a studio that actually gives a shit about making a good game with that universe. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. That's a fucking seven-year-old game or whatever. Five, six-year-old game. It's a pipe dream. It's <laughs> never going to happen. Um, yeah, they tried and failed on that one, I think. But hey, let's let's talk about the games. So we mentioned on the last show that Sony PS5, if you go into your account settings, it actually – I don't know how accurate it is, but it gives you an idea of how long you've put into games. I don't know if it counts time for when you're in rest mode or counts time when you're you have know, the game off. I would imagine it doesn't. Uh, depending on the game, maybe, maybe the way it's set up. But I asked Jake to look at his top five most played games, and we were I was going to talk about my top five most played games. And we don't really even need to talk much about these games, but to give the listeners an idea of... And I really wasn't surprised at all by the games. There were a couple games that I forgot about that I had dumped a lot of time in, but a lot of these games that, that I've played put so much time into really seem to be... One of those things where I just uh, – the games kind of require it. They require that much time, you know? Like it, it just seems like they're open world games or they're games that are specifically geared to playing being played online. Jake, did, why, don't you, why don't we start at our – out of the top five, the game that we have the least amount of time in. And it's still a lot of time. My, my number f- – and I did have a tie – for my third game, so I'll just tell you both those games when we get to number three. But my number five game was um, uh, the Phantom Pain Metal Gear at 183 hours. Dude, I so I have Metal Gear Solid Five on my list, but I don't know if I believe this number. I mean, <laughs> how, many, how many hours did you say? So if I were to, I believe it. So Metal Gear Solid 5 would be my third place game. Yeah. And it says I have 244 hours. Uh, dude, in Metal I put Gear 183 in it. Yeah, I believe it. Dude, how? How? Dude, it was I a mean, huge open world game. Think about it. Huge open world game and then like it was stealth, so you were like you weren't like flying through the levels and then the story itself was super freaking long. So I believe I, it. I I guess, but dude, you know how long 244 hours is whenever yeah, you only time. play games for like one hour a day? Yeah, but you used to play longer than that. So I, I'm thinking. Some, but not a shitload. I mean, that's a lot of time. I'm, I think it's correct. I think it's correct. I don't I don't believe it, but. I don't, What's your number five here's, game? Here is why. Here is why I don't believe it, okay? Because let me just look here. One, two, three, four. I forgot about okay. Pain, dude. So, so here is why. This game did not make my top five list. But here is why I think that some of this is fucking smelly. Yeah. It's because the PlayStation 5 says that I played Axiom Verge for 126 hours. There is no 
fucking way that I played Axiom Verge for 126 hours. It's a I, it's a side scroller <laughs> Metroidvania game. Did you platinum that it? I beat that I beat in a few weeks? Yes. Well, maybe it's a platinum that took you that long. I don't know. That's yeah, a sign I, of a good game when you dump hours and hours and hours into it and have no idea that it's just stealing your life. I know you want life. to believe the accuracy of this list, but I don't believe it at all. I all mean, right. I think some of them are accurate. I think it is what you said is correct, is that it is based on the game and whether or not it pauses its internal clock when you have it in, you know, just kind of idle. In you rest know what mode. I mean? You have the PlayStation um, rest mode or whatever and the game's running in the background. Is it, is it yeah, keeping track or, of those t- that hour? Or even like whenever your console is on, but you're not actively in the game, but the game is like suspended. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like sure. you're in the home screen or whatever. Like okay. I'm guessing that some of these don't take that into account. All mine so seem me- pretty legit, but go ahead. So your number five was what? So my number five is hold on. I have them all I have them all on here, but they're all out of order. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, um He doesn't even so have to make a list. <laughs> my number five is one, two, three, four, five. I don't believe this either, but they're saying that my number five is Dragon Age Inquisition. Okay. 240 hours. Wow, that's weird because Dragon Age Inquisition is my number two at 240 hours. Exactly. Yeah. How do we play that game exactly the same amount of time? Maybe it's not right. You know what's funny? You know what's funny is I never even beat it. Well, I beat it. <laughs> I never even beat it. I apparently played it for 240 hours. Did you get really close to the end and just quit? You do that with so many uh, yeah. games. You do. You did yeah, that. With I don't do it with a lot of games. But I did do it with this or one. Not resistance, just, but Killzone. Killzone Shadowfall. I did because it was too hard. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Age. I quit because I, I was just bored with the game. Uh, I got. I got to a point where I was just bored with the game. You can't now, just I, quit. Part of what I want to do, though, is look at my save files for some of these games because some of sometimes the save files will log your gameplay time. Okay, well, what's your and game? So I hear you. What's game four for you? What's number four? So game four would be. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Game four would be Dragon Age. Game five is technically The Witcher. So okay. switch those. How many the hours? Three. 224 hours on The Witcher 3, okay. which I believe because of all the DLC and all the shit that I did. So yeah. that right. I can kind of understand. My game four was The Last of Us Remastered, 184 hours. I've played it probably four times through. But And, and does, does The Last of Us Remastered have online on it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I dumped a ton of time into that. Okay, because I was going to say, because, I mean, if even if you... Take it's your like time a 12 hour campaign, game, right? It's only, you know, 15, 20 hours. Yeah. So, so if you like played it four hours. times. Yeah. But, uh, but if you played the online, I could believe that. I suppose. Yeah. All right. So game three for me was a tie at 201 hours. That was the original destiny. And then the division two makes sense. Mm. Makes sense. Both those games they are both kind of the similar kind of style of games. So yeah. What was your number three? My three was metal gear solid five. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, it says I played it for 200 and whatever, 244 hours, which, okay. What's your, I, I guess I did. What's your number but, two? Uh, my number two is probably unsurprisingly to the audience. My number two is Skyrim, which. I figured that would be number one. No. So 
And the thing is, is I had to extrapolate a little bit with this because if you, I don't know if you noticed Fred, but if you've played the game on multiple consoles, it, it actually records them in the list individually. as different entries. Yeah, yeah. So, and they don't record any of the PS3 stuff. So I had to extrapolate based on the amount of time I put into the PS4 version, adding the PS3 version time that I put into it, plus the PC time that I put into it. Right. I, I estimated somewhere in the neighborhood of 300 hours. Wow. For, Sky, for Skyrim. Wow. So just all the way around with all the versions that I played. All right. My number two is Dragon Age Inquisition for 240 hours, like we mentioned earlier. And then my number one, Jake, was The Witcher 3 with 308 hours. 308 hours. Witcher 3. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's my, a lot. My number one is Diablo 3. Oh, that makes sense. At 344 hours. <laughs> so I... Here's the thing. I've played through Diablo 3 so many fucking times because and here's the thing. This doesn't count when I played it on PC at launch. So, when the game first launched in 2013 or whenever the hell it was. Uh-huh. So, so technically I've probably played it for closer to 400 hours. But um I platinum Diablo 3 and the platinum requires you do these like mission things in adventure mode which is like it's kind of like um oh i just had an analog for it and it totally skipped my brain i don't know um diablo 3 oh, it's kind of like in the last of us where you have to do to get the platinum you have to uh you have to like complete the factions on both sides okay so the fireflies and the Whatever the other ones were, I can't remember. Whatever scavengers, the other ones were, whatever the scavengers, yeah, I don't know the so, hunters. The, oh yeah, that's right, the hunters and the fireflies. So, and in order to do that, you just have to fucking just play tons and tons and tons of multiplayer over matches, and, and you and you it ends up taking you like fifty some hours just to do that part of it. So, doing these like. It's like in Destiny when you do those bounties, right? Yeah. When you run out and you like kill something five times or shoot, you know, fifty things in to the head with a gun or something to like get that. Your bounty unlocked, yeah. So, so imagine those Destiny quests where you have to do this little thing that maybe takes you ten minutes to do. Yeah. The platinum in Diablo three requires that you do five hundred of those. Oh. <laughs> So if you want to know why I played the game for 344 uh, hours, it's because I platinumed the game. And that one fucking trophy took me like a month to get. That's ridiculous. That's a, that's a lot. That's asking a lot from somebody. Jake, yeah. I, te- I mean, it was cool because, you know, I was able to build my character and kind of, you know, play. Diablo was never really about like the linear aspect of it. It was always yeah. about the character. It's like Destiny, character building, you know, loot, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it was I enjoyed it, sort of. I took. I enjoy my- the game still, but that that portion of it sucked. Yeah, yeah, that would suck. That'd suck really bad. I, yeah, and when you're so close to a platinum, it's almost hard not to do that last trophy, right? When <laughs> is just staring at you, you're like, I gotta just do. It. I might as well just do it. That that's tricky. Yeah, the other one that was really bad on that was uh, you have to get a hardcore character to level seventy. Mm. A hardcore character means that if it if you die, game over. You have to start from the beginning of the game. Oh, oh so, wow! And you did that. So 
I yeah. Wow. It, it fucking sucked. I had one one character that I got to like level thirty, and then I got fucking rushed or something. It's like beating XCOM without losing any members ever. (laughs) It's It's so hard, (laughs) but you could, I mean, you could put it on easy and it's not too bad, but it just takes so long because on easy you you get XP really slow. So, but anyway, well, I tallied up all the hours for my top five games. It's 46 days. (laughs) <laughs> 46 days of gaming for my top five from most top five games. games yeah it's ridiculous that's a lot of times a lot of life that it is yeah taken I'm, from uh, me i mean I'm 46 curious. days I'm, I'm gonna calculate mine it's it's like a, an eighth of a year almost about it, yeah so anyways Moving moving on, uh, we got new PlayStation games coming this week. January 18th, Hitman 3 for PS5, PS4 is coming out. Ride 4 on January 21st and Red Out Space Assault on PS4 on January 22nd. How many days, Jake? Do you know yet? Because we're about ready to wrap the show up, I think. 56 days. 56 days. Yeah. <laughs> Video games have stolen 56 <laughs> days of your life. And the top uh, of over five games between five games. They've robbed <laughs> you of your life. That sounds like a lawsuit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. Well, Hey, I've got nothing else for the podcast. Do you have anything? I figured we keep it nice and concise today. Does that work for you? Yeah, no, that's good. I, I, uh, I'm just, I'll be honest with you, dude. I am not really anxious for any new games to come out. I'll be honest with you. And it's not that I'm not excited Returnal? for new games. Returnal is an example of a game I'm excited for, but like, dude, I bought a bunch of shit on this holiday sale. So I've got all these games to play now. Like I, like I think right now in my cart, I have Celeste, um, uh, Metro Exodus, uh, which is like $10 right now. Yeah. And, uh, oh God, there was like two other games I have in there too. And like all of these games, it's going to take me freaking months to play them all. So like, uh, and I have Miles Morales I haven't played yet. Yeah. So yeah, I, I probably still have. I'm going to guess I probably still have 20 more hours of Fien- of immortals to play. So yeah. you'll be set for a that, while. And if I play, if we play destiny, you know, that, that eats away at, you know, other gaming time. So yeah, yeah, I'm pretty content for now. I, I think that we've got a lot to play at the moment. Yeah. Um, and we've got but, some news coming down the pike too, you know, with this stuff. I, I figured like we, we would just kind of stop talking about cyberpunk until the PS5 version comes out. Like all this new stuff that's coming out, you can get your news elsewhere on cyberpunk. Like there's so much drama with this game right now. It's not even really worth talking about my opinion. Yeah. Unless something major happens, like the fucking studio closes because they went bankrupt from all these right. lawsuits or something. Or someone happened, goes to prison which, or jail or something. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. But I mean, I, there's no point in really like, Every week, talk about this news story. Oh, they came out and said this, or they did that. Yeah, it's just, I don't even care at this point. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I beat the game. Uh, We will probably talk more about it when the next-gen console versions come out, but... All right, cool, man. Well, as always, the music at the end of the show will be excluded from our YouTube channel for copyright reasons, so don't forget you can download and or stream the podcast on your preferred podcast in platform. But to close out the show, I've got a track from my friend Matt's Piss... Uh, his name's Matt, and his name's not Matt Piss. His name's Matt. He's from Pittsburgh. He has a... Uh, uh, bass band and it's a free jazz noise band they're called skeletonized this track is off their latest album titled apparition and the song is called imminent surrender 
You can search for Skeletonized on Bandcamp. They have a Bandcamp site. And this may be a bit out of what our listeners may be used to listening to. But we come from a very giving and open-minded music scene here. So sit back, enjoy the sounds of Skeletonized. And that's all I got for the show. Thanks for tuning in to PS This Is Awesome, episode 165. Like Hitman, Heavy Rain, and Haunt the House. P.S. This is awesome. awesome.